Welcome to the Faith Ignite Podcast. This is a show where we share stories of ordinary people who allow God to do the miraculous in their lives. From trusting to testing to triumph, we pray that these stories ignite your faith to believe God for even greater. Welcome to the Faith Ignite Podcast, and we are so excited that you guys have decided to join us today. And man, do we have a treat for you guys. I'm excited, and I haven't even introduced the uh, guests on the show for today, but I am so excited because you guys are going to hear stories of faith. But before we get into that, I have to introduce my beautiful wife. Of course. My name's Rosa Williamson. And she's fine. <laughs> okay, I'll get back on track. But we have a, we have a, a guest in the building for you guys. And man, he, he's excited to share his story. And I know I'm excited to hear it. So with, uh, without further ado, I want to introduce a man, a brother, a covenant friend by the name of Mr. Daniel Santos. Devon Rosa, thank you so much for having me here. I am beyond excited, thrilled, honored, blessed, privileged to be here with this podcast of Faith Ignite. I'm excited. This place looks beautiful. Amen. Amen. So why don't you start by telling us who is Daniel so we get to know who we're talking to here? That is a long question that's going to get a short <laughs> answer, but um, I- I'm honored and blessed to be here. I'm so excited. I was born and raised in Peru, Atiquipa, Peru, and I've been living there uh, for the first 18 years of my life. Born and raised there, came to college here uh, to TU in 2013. So I got to I-, I-, I started that in 2013, and it's been a- it's been a blessing. I've-, I've I've been blessed and honored now eight years forward it's 2021 and i went through tu i went through rama uh i've got businesses under my belt by the grace of god and able a, 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 able to see them be blessed and prospered god's been so good so I'm, I'm just excited to be in tulsa oklahoma this is where god has placed me this is where he has called me to be and this is home for right now and i'm just so blessed to be here it's exciting so so you're from peru so how is it that you came to the u.s I got recruited to play tennis. That was the door. And a lot of times that this is what God will do. He will open something in the natural and you know it's for something greater spiritually. So God opened the natural door. I got recruited to play tennis. It was a D1 school. It was a full ride scholarship. And God opened that door and that brought me here to the U.S. Now looking back on it, it's like you see it through the rearview mirror and you're like, wow, Father. Like I, I was thinking it was only tennis. And now looking back on it, I see why God had to bring me here. I see the people he had for me in mind to meet. I see the covenant that he had for me to establish here in Tulsa and what he's doing. So that's the first thing that opened the door was to play tennis that to you wow so what are what are some of the benefits of you being here in Tulsa since coming to uh, graduating from TU yeah it's 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 been a blessing I've I've had dual citizenship so I was born I was born and raised being half American half Peruvian that's what people say I like to say fully American fully Peruvian 100% (laughs) of each which is a blessing um and when I came here, I didn't know it was going to be for this long. In fact, I, I, didn't, I wasn't even sure if I was going to finish my four-year degree. I, I, I always wanted to go pro. So I'm thinking, Father, if, if you, you gave me the ability to be here, I might do two years and then go pro. I might do three years and then go pro. But God had other things in mind. And we know when God has other things in mind, things change. So it has been a blessing to stay here in Tulsa. I got to go to Rayma because I knew I had a, a call of God on my life. I wanted to get trained in the Word and get established there. So I was able to do that for two years right after uh, TU, right after my business education. And then since then, I've just been here. I've just been being faithful to God. I've been able to sit under Mr. Shell, which has been a blessing. My mentor, uh, he's just been impacting my life in so many, so many ways. And and honestly, it's, it's, it's been a change just being able to be here and, and be settled in my heart, like have peace in my heart to know, Father, this is where you have for me here in my life right now. I don't want to go astray to the right or to the left. I want to walk at every single step as you have ordered. And that's what I know I'm doing currently. You said something interesting that I want to touch on. You said that you knew you had a call of God in your life. So what does that look like for someone that may not know their gifting, may not know what they're what they were created to do? What does that mean? Like you say, you had a call in your God, a call of God yeah. on your life. 
We know that we all have cons of God in our life. We, we, we know that we're fearfully, wonderfully made. We know that he has us here on purpose. Like he, he's designed us for a purpose. And it's up to us to be able to seek him to find out what it is. It's up to us to be like, Father, if you have me here, I want to fulfill every single thing you have for me in my life. I, I, I like sharing this testimony. And this is a story that I just got from the Holy Spirit when I was ministering to a youth camp. But it's special because it's like when you get to the end of your life and, and, and there's a doctor, then the doctor's like, hey, sir, hey, ma'am, you've got exactly four hours left of life. You've got three hours left of life. And then the last three hours, your family comes and says goodbye to you. And they're like, hey, we're, we'll, we'll see you hopefully in heaven. Like, this is your last three hours. Like, you know you're about to pass away in three hours. And all of a sudden, they bring out a, a book. And, 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 it, and it's the book of what you've accomplished in life. And you start going through the, 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 the index. And you start going through the table of contents. And, and, and it's marked out by chapters. And this is family life. This is spiritual life. This is impact you've had. This is wealth you've accumulated. All assets. It's, and you start looking and you're like, okay. Okay, okay. And then they bring out a second book. And the title of this second book is What God Meant for You to Do in Life. And you're like, please be what I did. And imagine if in that moment you open up the book of what God had for your life and it's not what you had already just read that you had accomplished in your 70, 80, 90 years of life. It means that God has us here on purpose and the purpose is so specific that we're supposed to be doing everything that God meant for us to do. There's some things that you could be doing, Devon, that if I try to do them, that's, that's awesome. You're doing them, but they're not for me yeah. and vice versa. But then as part of us, Mr. Shell keeps teaching us we can't compete. We've got to connect. We've got to be able to encourage and uplift us because that's where giftings and graces come in. Mr. Shell is always keen to say the gift that you have upon your life is something you can do with minimal effort that someone else can't do. And for me, there's been a few, but I know over, over the course of my life, I was trained by parents that love God. I was trained by people in ministry. I was able to understand and know ministry from a very young age. And I've been blessed to have a, a desire to know God fully, but not only know God, allow people to see a real God in my personal day to day. And how are you able to do that? By spending time with God. That's the number one thing I've understood is a Christian that does not know who God is cannot consider himself a Christian. You can't be a named Christian. You can't be a Christian because you do something. You have to know God. You have to be able to hear his voice. You have to be able to want to spend time with him daily because that's the only person that's going to know what the will of God is for his specific life and the call of God upon his life. Yeah. Wow. It, and then you, you touched on another thing where you talked about competing and not being not wanting to compete, but knowing what you're called to do and staying in that lane. And so as a young man in this society that is all about trying to be successful and what that looks like from a cultural perspective, what does, what does competing or comparison look like for you as a Christian? It's, it's honestly had to do with, with submission. And, and I, I, I look at the disciples and, and even them with Jesus. The Bible tells us that Peter was the oldest one, and a lot of theologians think he was only 21 years old. So that means that all of these other 11 disciples were guys in their teenage years. Yeah. I mean, we think that John was the youngest, and I've even heard some theologians say he was maybe 13 or 14. This is the guy that rested his head on Jesus' bosom at the Last Supper, and I'm thinking, like, these guys were maybe 15, 16. You know that that's the age where you're, like, the most competitive. Yep. You know yeah. that it's, like, because you're competitive as a teenager, and I'm thinking, like, they had to learn what it was like, but I honestly believe because of their submission to Christ, to the Messiah, that they understood what it was like to be able to connect with one another, to be able to together reach out. And that's what has been under Mr. Shell. He's been able to call out gifts in, in a lot of us individually. He's been able to allow us to know that as a group, this is what the Bible says, Jesus, what Jesus said, by this you will know that you are my true disciples, that you love one another. And that's how the world knows that when they see a group of men, a group of women that are on fire for God, that love one another, that's when they will know that we're his true disciples. The when we love one another. So you have to put away your flesh because your flesh says, oh, you want to be better than them. No, the Bible teaches us to be the best in what he's given us, to excel for ourselves. 
to allow his glory to be shown through us. That if I'm able to do something for God, do it as unto God and as unto man, that I might have a spirit of excellence. And if I can do a spirit of excellence, what I'm doing, and you can do a spirit of excellence, what you're doing, and Rosa can do a spirit of excellence and what she's doing, then together it's going to be a beautiful aroma of praise to God because together we're going to come with our excellent individual, but it's going to bring a, a corporate excellence as well. Go ahead. Yes. So you touched on that you, you knew you had a calling in your life. Now, for those people who are thinking like, Lord, what is my calling? Like, I maybe went to college for four years or I'm going into college. What would you tell them? Yes. He, he makes himself plain. And a lot of times we think it's complicated. The, the, the most important thing that you have to do to be able to seek the face of God is seek the face of God. The most important thing that you can do to be able to know the word of God for your life is read the word of God for your life. And we overcomplicate it. Mr. Shell is always so important to teach us that the, the most important things and most powerful things are in the simple things. If you want to know the call of God upon your life, then know the call of God upon your life. I, I sound redundant, but it's exactly that. How in the world would I find out what God has intended me to do? By knowing Him. How do I get to know Him? By knowing the will of God for my life. How do I get to know the will of God for my life? He wrote out 66 books with my name in there. Not, 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 not naturally, not, not like literally, but I find myself in there. The book of Colossians says that my true self is found in Christ. Now, Devon, I'm going to paint a picture for you. If my true self, if Daniel Santos truly is found in Jesus, then where do I have to look to find myself? I've got to have to find Jesus. When I'm able to find Jesus, not only do I uncover Jesus, but I uncover my true self. It's almost like we go looking for who we are, but we miss out the part of Jesus. And without Jesus, we cannot be successful. So if I try to find who Daniel Santos is meant to be, in my giftings, in my talents, then I'm going to create a Daniel Santos that to the world might be here. Maybe here. Maybe if I'm super successful and my natural ability is here. But all of a sudden, if I don't look at this, then I come and I try to find Jesus, I'm going to find Jesus here, and I'm going to fulfill my life to, to the 100% capability of who I was supposed to be. Because I'm, I'm finding Jesus. I am hidden in Him. And a lot of times we think, oh, I don't know the call of God upon my life. And that's fine. Be faithful of what you do know. You know you're supposed to love God. You know you're supposed to love others. You know you're supposed to be faithful in the things that aren't yours and the small things. Just just start with what you do know, and the rest shall be and will be revealed. Wow. So looking at it from this perspective, you talked about how when you were younger, you, like you grew up in ministry and all that stuff. So what does that look like practically, like even in the marketplace, like being a Christian in the marketplace? What does that look like? Bible school, Bible school would teach us this, and my mom was teaching me this since I was young, but Ministry is spelled W-O-R-K, and, and, oh, work. And, and, and it's work. And my parents were pastors before I was born, and I was born in a pastor's home. And I got to see it from the inside out. I got to see what it was like for my dad would tell me. He would sit me inside. He would sit us three siblings inside, and he'd be like, you know what? Uh, uh, a lawyer can get called to go into the courtroom. A doctor can get called to go into the emergency room. And they work hours, and a nurse can be called to do this. He's like, as a, as a pastor, your mom and I, are called for anything and everything that the people need. And I got to see that. A doctor will only be called for medical things. A lawyer will only be called for, for, for things regarding the law and attorneys. And, and a nurse will, same thing. You have a profession. But I understood what it was like to be a pastor. You have to cover everything and anything. There were times when my, God, when, when my dad would be called at 3 a.m. in the morning, have to respond to someone in the hospital, in the emergency room. There were times when he'd be called at 6 a.m. There were times when he'd be called when we were having lunch or dinner. And I got to see what it was like to have to drop everything and love the people where they were. And that's helped me understand that us as people, we all have needs. Yeah. We have needs. And that you'll understand the people that are closest in your life when you understand who can drop anything at, the, at a heartbeat 
and be there to respond to something that you have. Mr. Cho is always telling us, you'll know your true friends when they'll be able to drop anything and be there when you need them. It's not, it's not when it's easy for them, it's when you need them. So being able to be trained by parents that were pastors and love people, I got to see what it was like firsthand to be able to live in a house of ministers that actually were living what they were preaching. My dad would preach on Sunday, and I would see him live it out on Monday morning and on Tuesday night and on Wednesday afternoon. It was a blessing to be able to see that. And now as, as I've gone through and now I'm in the marketplace right now, I understand that it's all about people. We have to love God and we have to love people. And when we love people, that's the ministry of Jesus. Jesus didn't come to establish four walls. He came to establish what's on the inside of me, the Holy Ghost, the church, through me. And if I get to do it in the marketplace, if I get to do it inside the four walls of the church building, if I get to do it on the tennis court, if I get to do it through sports and athletics, whatever it's going to look like, it's going to look like Jesus. And I get excited for that. So you seem like since faith has always been implanted in you from since you were a young kid, like what are some of the faith steps that you had to take from actually, let's say, leaving Peru to now being on your own? Yeah, okay, so in the natural was I had to hear the voice of God to pick to you. As a, as, as a D1 athlete, you get five official visits, and I did all five. That means that, 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 that means that a school in the U.S., for me in this case, it was five different schools, paid for my entire trip from Peru to come to the United States 100% free, flew me up, paid for everything, my stay, food, just to show me around the campus, almost like we want you to come here. So, and I had five. I had five good offers open. So I had to. I had to pray. I remember going. I remember till this day where it was. I would go out and pray. But there was one specific night where I heard God said, "Don't choose the school based on tennis, and don't choose it based on academics. Choose it based on me. Choose the school based on that you know you can be able to grow spiritually." And I knew at that time that Tulsa was going to be a place where my mom had been to school as well. I knew we had connections, but I knew it was going to be a spiritual. Um, how do I say it? Uh, uh, just full of faith. It was going to be a place where where the things of the spirit were flowing. I mean, you had generals of faith in here, Oral Roberts and, and Kenneth Hagin, Catherine Kuhlman went through here, and Kenneth Copeland, and so many people and generals of faith that I knew in my heart it was going to be Tulsa. So it had to start right there. It had to start there. Then then when I came here and I moved here and I was away from family, a continent away, going through TU, like I knew I had to know from God, Father, when do I give up tennis Like as competitive? And the Holy Spirit told me my junior year, he's like, I have a call of God on your life and it's going to be sooner than you think. You won't go through professional. I'm going to have you trained for ministry. And that entire senior year, I knew I had a call of God on my life, and I knew I needed to get trained. I just didn't know where. So then it was having to pray, and like, Father, where do I go? I had to visit some Bible schools, but there had to be some peace too. And I knew I had peace to go to Ramah. And then going through Ramah, I had to be praying like, Father, what do I do after Ramah? And the Holy Spirit had told me before about Mr. Shell, and he pointed out the mentor and the man of God who was going to be in my life. And he laid it out. He's like, he told me, I want you to serve him, and I want you to give your life to learn everything you can from that man. So as I'm going through Raymond, I'd already received this word. I'm praying, Father, what do you want me to do? The Holy Spirit kept reminding me about that one time he showed me who Mr. Shell was. And he told me, I'll remember what I kept telling you. I want you to serve him. And that's the position I'm in right now. Other things have come into fruition, but I am here because I had a word from God. Many different words to come to Tulsa, to go to TU, to graduate TU, to, to, to not leave early, to finish, to leave aside tennis, to go to Bible school, to serve the man of God I'm currently serving. And, and it's had to be every single step. I look back at it now. I'm like, Father, thank you because I was able to be obedient and take that step. But it's steps, guys. It's being obedient. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, you're young, you look young, and you graduated how long ago? So I graduated TU in 2017, and that was with a business degree in entrepreneurship and human resources and economics and communication. Man, <laughs> I, I spread that out. You know you get a full-ride scholarship. You spread that out, and it was a blessing. I'm probably looking back, I probably shouldn't have done that that much. Um, but I finished that in May of 17, which is crazy. It's been over four years now, and um, it's been a blessing, guys. I did two years of Bible school after that. So I graduated that in May of 19, and the last two years have been 
my first two years of my life not having to do school. Yeah. So. Now, sitting under someone else, under Mr. Shell, how has that been for you? It has been an honor and a blessing. When we understand, especially as being young, I've come to learn that I don't know what I'm doing and that it's important to ask questions and it's important to have questions. It's important to, as you're moving, you will have questions and to have someone in life that can point things out that can with love. And again, I say with love because there's so many people that are fast to offer a word, but they don't have the love to back it up behind you. There's so many people that will want to give you an advice, but you're like, okay, this advice is important to me and it doesn't hold the strength it does because I know that the love you have for me isn't as strong. I barely know you. But there will be some people or one person that will come across your love, your life that will love you in such a way that every single word that they say will have an impact in your life. And that's what has been with me with Mr. Shell. I saw his love that he had for me first. I saw that he just met me and he's like, hey, I, 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 I'm here in your life so you can minimize mistakes. And that's what it's been in my life. I've been able to go to him for every and every single kind of advice and every single time he's spoken as a man of God. I mean, as a true man of God with a prophetic gift, as a prophet, he's been able to speak into my life and share it with me. Things that God has for my life, but also point out things that need to leave in my life and point out things in my life that it's, it's, it's where I am because of him. He had to speak business into my life. He had to speak life into my own life. And I've had to be able to walk out words he's spoken into my life. Some have come to pass. Some I'm walking through right now. Some are still going to come to pass. But it's been exciting because it's all of us. We're all going through process. Devon, you know exactly what it's like. And it's been a blessing to be able to sit under Mr. Shell and know, Father, you've placed a man across my life. That's how much you love me is that you would place a man in my life to make sure that I walk every single thing out according to your will for my life. Wow. I want to touch on a, a thing, something that you said earlier. You talked about how you had to have faith to do, um, go to Rama, faith to go to TU. And so just curious for people that may be listening on the other end, I'm pretty sure they have this question, but what does it look like when you're in that process and you're waiting? Like you haven't seen the end result, but you know the word of God that was spoken in your life. What does that look like? It's, uh, that's, that's good because it comes immediately when Mr. Shell has taught me and he's like, he's like, waiting means actually the word we get from, from a waiter. Like, like, like a waiter, he waits on you, but the way he, that he waits on you is serving. Another word for a waiter is a server. When you go to a restaurant, you get a waiter or a server. And that's exactly what it is to be waiting is to be when you wait on God, you're actually waiting for the time, but you're waiting on him. You're serving him. You're being like, Father, the way I'm going to serve you is what I do know. And sometimes you'll get a specific word. Sometimes that's called a rhema word, but we know the will and the word of God. When he says love, that means we love. So we, we do the things that we know to do while we wait for the things that he's spoken specifically for our lives. And that's exactly what it's had to be, serving and waiting. Mr. Shell's always the one to say that faith is expectancy, joy, celebration, and laughter. When you're in faith, you're waiting for a promise of God to come, you get excited about it because you know that it's him. You know that it's his will, but you also know, Father, I'm removed from it. It's going to be in your timing. It's going to be exactly how you said it's going to be, and it's going to be, I'm just faithful. I'm just waiting. I'm doing what I've already had in my hand. I'm being faithful with what you've already given me, and I'm going forward with what is going to continue to come. Mr. Shell says it this, so he's like, be excited with where you are and really excited to where you're going. Wow. So when you look at it from another, another way, but you have that, when you have that word that was spoken in your life, where is Daniel going? Where, what's the end result? What, uh, what is the word that's been spoken? What does Danny see for the next five years, 10 years. Amen. It's going to be a man on fire for the things of God. Amen. <laughs> I, I know that. I've always had a heart for the things of God. And, and I, I, I know in my spirit and also by Mr. Shell um, that what God is doing nowadays is something new. Prophet Joel says, in the latter days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. I get excited because even now, thinking even about the season of Pentecost, when he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, that means that it's going to be different. 
That means that we've come across a church sometimes in four buildings, in, in, in four walls of one building that's dry. They don't know who God is. They say that they know God, but they're only asking for the blessings of God. They're asking for the hand of God, but they're yet to see the face of God. They're so intense, like, Father, give me this. And that's one aspect of God. He has this hand upon your life of blessings. But when you go past the hand of Father, give me this, to Father, I want to know you, to seek the face of God, that's something completely different. Because not only will you get his face, you will have his hand as well upon your life. You will walk in the blessings of God. And that's what I get excited is that I know that I know that we're in a time and a season that things are getting expedited, that things are, things are happening faster. We're going to be walking in miracles and signs and wonders. I hear stories of my mom and even Mr. Shell of when they walked through things with Kenneth Hagin and Rayma. I'm talking miracles that sometimes our generation has yet to see. But I'm excited because there's faith rising up because the Holy Spirit is up to something. And I know that I'm going to be used. Mr. Shell keeps saying that we're coming closer to the end times. No one knows the time or the hour. But know this. God will come back for his glorious bride. Jesus will ride on those waves of heaven one day. And he's going to call his bride up. My question for each and every one of us and even us hearing is, will, be, will we be ready? Will we be that glorious church without blemish, without spot, that's been waiting faithfully? The Bible tells us the story of ten virgins. And there were five virgins that kept their oil. The oil is representative of the anointing. The oil represents the anointing that God has for our lives. And they kept it. They guarded it safe. But there were five other virgins that wasted it. They didn't think about it as special. They didn't think that what God had given them was, was special enough. And all of a sudden, they didn't know when the groom was coming. They're like, oh, we have time. We have time. Mr. Show's always keen to say, when you think you have time, that's when you least have time. When you think I've got time to fix this, I've got time to repent of that sin. I've got time to go on in life with this mistake. I've got time. One day I'll fix it. No, 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 no. The Bible says do, 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 do it today. What you can do it today, do it today. These virgins, they had finished their oil. Their lamps were waning. They were going dim. They're like, give us oil. I'm like, no, this is our oil. We're going to keep it sacred. So they went out, and when the groom came, it was too late for them. That'd be the worst thing to be able to live through life. I mean, one day I'll be able to live my life on fire for Jesus. And all of a sudden, it'd be too late because our life is like a snap. It's like a twinkling. It's like a blinking. It's like a flower, the Bible says. One day it blossoms, and the next day it fades away, and the wind carries its petals away. So I want to live my life every single day on fire for God, knowing that he's doing something, even right now, even as we're speaking. I know this won't air for, for maybe a while, but even right now, today, he's up to something. Yeah. When, the, when, when, when this is fully released and you're listening to the words that we're saying here, he's up to something. Know this, that even as you're listening to my voice right now, he is up to something. Whether you're in a car, whether you're in your room, whether you're on your laptop or your phone, God is speaking to you right now. Will you have the ears to be, Father, Father, what are you saying to me right now? What it is that you have for my life right now. Because even now as I'm saying this, the anointing is strong. The anointing is here to break the yoke. The anointing will be here to be released through words because God needs vessels through words to be able to break any yoke in your life. Wow. Something that you said again that I want to go back to. When you talked about stepping out of faith, that is one thing in itself. But I know we have, and, I, and I've been taught this by Mr. Shell myself, but like, the importance of the thoughts like yes you can have a word from god but immediately there's going to be something that probably tricks you or maybe convinces you that no that wasn't god like what does that look like from someone that's trying to walk in faith amen i get back taking the story of jesus christ the best example of how we have to live our christian life is christ himself we know all that jesus had a call of god in his life he was born into the world to be the savior of the world and he knew that even from a young child the bible says at 12 years old he went to the temple and he left his parents. I must be about my father's business. He knew the call. He knew he had a call of God on his life, but he had to walk it out. He knew he had a word from God. Go and save my people. 
you will be the Messiah. You will be the Savior. Prophets had prophesied about in the Old Testament. And he had come to pass. So now he's here. So when he's being tempted of the enemy, the enemy comes to him with like, oh, if this is really God, if this is really him, why don't you turn this bread? And why don't you turn these rocks into bread? Why don't you, why, 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 the, the angels will take care of you every step. Why don't you go off this cliff? And when he tempted him with thoughts, Jesus had to rebuke him with the word of God. And that's what we have. Christians have to be strong. That when we receive a word from God, the enemy will come immediately try to take it away from us. It could be with thoughts. It could be with other people saying some stuff into our life. But we have to be settled on the word that God has spoken in our lives. And that's when you'll understand the, 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 the maturity of a Christian is being able to be like, Father, you've given me a word and I'm banking on that word. And I'm holding on to the word. And come hell or high water, I'm going to stay on that word of God and I'm going to see it come into fruition in my life. So when you get a word spoken in, you got to hold on to it. you got to be like, Father, and when the thought comes, that's why the Bible says we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against high powers in the heavenly places. God has not given us weapons of, of, of this warfare that are, that, that, that are like, like weapons, that, like guns and knives. No, no, he's given us our words. And with our words we speak and with our words we bind and with our words we release and with our words we loose. And when the spoken word is given to my life, I, I receive it with my words. Father, I receive it. Father, I, I release everything spoken to my life. And when something comes, Father, I bind that in the name of Jesus. That's not for my life, and I do not receive it. So a lot of it has to do with the words because you're going to fight thoughts with words. Wow. Wow. And so something that we always like to do at the end of every podcast, we, we like to ask, what is one piece of advice that you would leave with the listeners on the other end of this podcast so that they can believe God for even greater for themselves? You're walking in stuff of God, but you don't know his fullness. And when you don't know his fullness, I get excited because I understand that even now, even now at my age, I get to walk the things out with God, but I don't know his ex the extent of what he wants to do. So how do I press in to, to, to know what he wants to do? By doing just exactly that, by leaning into God. I know that he's up to something, guys. I know it. I sense it. Even this, there's an anointing upon what you guys are doing in this podcast. And even this, just being here, just releasing what God has placed on the inside of you guys, people's lives are going to be changed. And that's exciting. You know God's up to something, but guess what? You don't know the full extent of it. How will you be able to walk it out? By pressing into God, by leaning into Him, by clinging on to that true vine of who God and Jesus really is. Jesus said, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. If you remain in me, I'm going to remain in you. So I encourage everyone listening. I encourage myself here as I'm speaking to lean into God, to fully understand the entire magnitude of what he wants to do in, in your life, through your life, and around your life. No, Danny, it was such a pleasure having it's you on the podcast. Like, I feel like the other people who are listening right now are just going to be so blessed, so encouraged, and so stirred up. I think it's always good to ask these questions. Like, you know, am I truly, am I, like, speaking out what you know like am i reading my word every single day am i actually like going deep into the word knowing who god is understanding his yeah. fullness and i just love that you you broke that down and that you mentioned that people are going to be so blessed by that it's it's the, the life of a christian is and should be a daily walk yeah yeah and you can't fake christianity you cannot fake it Either people will know that you have Christ or, or you, you cannot fake it. And there's coming a day that I know, and it's been spoken on Mr. Shell, where the difference is going to be marked more and more. People that are, say they're Christians are going to walk through stuff, and they're not going to be able to stand. And the real Christians are going to be able to soar. Not just stand, but I mean soar. That's what I get excited about. The Holy Spirit is up to and He's producing it on the inside of us. It's time for the real Christian, the Spirit-filled, tongue talker the one that's believing god the one that can part the waters with his mouth the one that can speak to the dead and see it rise it's time for these people men and women 
children and people of old to rise up and see the Spirit of God move in them, through them, and around them. I'm excited. You guys are a blessing. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. And it's one thing that I always remember. Um, one of the one of the people that I follow, one of my mentors, Dr. Miles Monroe, he always says that the most important thing you have in this life is faith. So if you have, if you do not have faith, there's no point of living, because faith is what makes things happen for you. And when he said that, and, and that just basically echoes the reason for Faith Ignite, this podcast, because we want to be able to stir up faith in people so that they can believe God for greater. Because if they don't have faith, like, first of all, they won't be able to please God. That's what the Bible says. And just being able to have that faith or being able to utilize this platform that has been given by God, this idea that's been created by God to be able to help people along their walk to be able to believe God for greater. Like, just think about it. You you shared your stories about, like, how you went, how you had to use um, or hear from the Holy Spirit to be able to see what college you go to. That may, be, that may be an encouragement to someone to stir up their faith. Like, he was able to get such clear direction as to what school to go to. It could happen for me. Like, the stories that we're sharing is igniting something in people to be able to, to just trust God even more and more. And the Bible talks about that faith comes, comes by hearing yeah. and hearing yeah. the, by the word of God. Like, this might not be the written word of God, but this is the spoken word of God. This is the exact same thing. And, and I find myself doing this more and more. And I just feel the, the Holy Spirit is in this place. But I find myself doing this more and more. When, it, when it's something that I'm trying to figure out, I might not be able to have the physical written word, but I'm always listening to something that can stir up my faith. It might be some a general in the faith or it might be someone that's speaking something. I'm always listening to that because I know by doing that, I'm stirring up my faith. And then when I have my faith stirred up, then I can be that, that's when I can be the most dangerous because when I speak, my words are going to be heard by, by heaven and by hell. And then whatever I speak, whatever I decree shall happen because I spoke in faith. I'm not just speaking from feeling. And so... Man, it just it just excites me to know that this is a, a a great opportunity that we have to be able to ignite something in people that can change generations, man. That's exactly it. I get excited. You guys have a gift to be speaking. I'm excited for what God is doing in you guys. It's a blessing to be on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. There's a strong anointing here, guys. I just want to let you know that. Absolutely, man. I can I can feel it. I Amen. can sense it, man. And Amen. I I know that this episode is gonna change lives of people that are listening because who knows? This might end up going to Korea now with the globalization era. Amen. Like this can go anywhere. In the world and the word of god can be spoken and so that's the exciting part because we don't know how far this is going to go but we know one thing that is certain that by hearing stories like this we can be able to ignite our faith to be able to believe god for greater and so man danny we just want to say thank you man it has been a true honor and a blessing to have you on this show and we just want to say Thank you for just being a part and just be so open to just to share your story, man. So we want to say thank you. It's an man. honor and a blessing. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to wrap it up with that. And we just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And we just hope that you guys are sticking along for the journey just to be able to share or be able to hear the stories that we have here of faith so that you can believe God for even greater. So until then, we'll see you guys next time.